0: A dude steps your wife butt-ass naked and tries to hit on her, man. You only have one job after that, and that's to kick that ass. How am I supposed to be mad at Rusev for that?
1: You are not, and you are correct in your analysis. Hey,
0: what's good, folks? You are listening to the... 23rd, 19th edition Of the Slam Bros Podcast It's me, your boy Bowman12L, aka The Fanatic A.K.A. Black Aquaman Joining me as always Is Illa YC, aka The Cynic, aka Illa
1: YC, the champ, Illa, what's good? What's good, Slam Bros Family, Fan Bros Brethren Black Aquaman, No, Bowman What the fuck So, like Do you talk to Chilean sea bass? Like, who do you send a signal to? I mean, who does the the first black people in water and swimming? Come on, the stereotypes abound. But I mean, like, do you, like, signal goldfish or something? You know what I'm saying? A tropical fish? Like, what do you do?
0: Gym swimming live. You know? You in the gym every day, swimming that freestyle, that butterfly. Those Brazilian girls, they ask you for tips. They want to know what's up. What's the secret?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What kind of tips you want?
0: <laughs> Gotta help them with their strokes. Gotta
1: make sure they're extending their arms all the way. Get out the water. <laughs> Yo, Slam Bros. Get out your shovels. It's time to dig in the dirt. Let's go. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, we start off this week in the dirt sheet. With some bad news Fortunately 2017 uh, is coming for a whole bunch of wrestlers already uh, Last week we saw the passing of Chavo Guerrero Sr. Passed away at the age of 68 Nicole Bass passed away at the age of 52 Ivan Kabla passed away at age 74 And George the Animal Steel passed away at 79 um, A lot. Of, if you're a newer fans of wrestling A lot of these names might not mean much to you but especially uh, Ivan and George, uh, superstars of the WrestleMania era and pre-WrestleMania era uh, in the 70s and the 80s, of course. Um, Kyvloff would battle uh, San Martino for the title. And, of course, uh, George Animal Steel was a, a huge personality back in uh, Vince's show on the 80s. Um, he used to uh, bite the, the turnbuckle. used to bite the turnbuckle uh, a very uh, charismatic hairy man who didn't say much, but you know audiences loved him. He was in a memorable feud with Miss Elizabeth and the, the Macho Man back in the day. Uh, so they will be missed. George
1: the Animal Steele was dope. <clears throat> he was dope simply because he played that character to the T as kind of this um what's that what's that book with uh I guess his name is George. Where he ends up getting shot. Of Mice and Men, where well, he plays this kind of like, you know, retarded guy or very mentally slow person who um he emotes. You know what I mean? He didn't really he didn't talk. I don't believe he ever said a word except. No, he did say a couple words. He did. I'm tripping. But he mainly emoted and he had to convey what he was thinking and feeling through his emotions. I mean, through his acting, you know what I mean? More than most wrestlers have to do. So it was dope. I mean, he was a good at what he does, you know, and you believe that he was kind of this um, misguided misanthrope who was like nice, but could be a wild man and could be a monster, but still very childlike and innocent. And it was dope, you know, so he was one of the greatest characters uh, to come out of wrestling early on. And of course you got, you know, Ivan Koloff. I remember Nikita Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff. So you had the Russian faction, so I mean, it's just sad, man. Twenty seventeen was just a uh, hell on some of these wrestlers. It's coming, man. And uh, Chavo Guerrero Sr. He was actually on Lucha Underground this season.
0: This season, he was still there. Up to Guerrero shenanigans, help.
1: Maybe they can resurrect oh. him. <laughs> oh, oh, too soon. Oh man,
0: yeah. Lucha Underground is magical, but I don't think they're that magical. Not yet. Um. So yeah, of course, Chavo he wrestled for the WWE uh, back in like two thousand four. Um, him and Chavo grow um, Jr. They did an angle, or Chavo Senior actually got the belt. He got the cruiserweight belt at like age fifty. So, um, like yeah, man, it's just, um, yo, sad news. So to continue on this sad news note, we're gonna flip it a little bit with the injury update. Unfortunately, if you are watching SmackDown this week, you know that Naomi had to relinquish her title because her injury she sustained at the Elimination Chamber pay per view. It's more significant than originally imagined, and they're not sure when she's coming back. So we were all happy she got the belt. She was looking good. Uh, we were feeling the glow. She had character, and now she has to look, give back the belt. So this is, uh,
1: sucks. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely saddened by this because I, I wanted to feel the chocolate glow uh, and see the glow bounce, and um, so I'm upset about this. But Hopefully her injury is nothing major and she can be back in the WrestleMania picture. Hopefully, hopefully. but I hopefully. It's, a, it's a knee injury, I think it is, or I'm, I'm hoping it's just an angle that they're working just so she can get the belt back and have a bigger moment at WrestleMania. Like that will be dope because she was denied that year a couple of years ago by um, <clears throat> what was that No Talent woman who wrestled?
0: uh they got their match uh, got Oksana.
1: bumped. Their match got bumped from the no. card and whatnot. Oh, the eye, the overall I, I, injury. Axana, yeah. yeah. 'Cause I think I think Naomi would have got the belt at that point in time. But Oksana, you know, cracked her orbital uh orbital bone. So it's uh and, and the thing about the Naomi Curse thing. You, Oksana.
0: <laughs> the Naomi thing is uh, Until no you one do
1: right by Naomi, nothing gonna <laughs> come to you
0: <laughs> Well, she's not there anymore now, is she? Um The, the thing about exactly. Naomi's injury yeah, is uh we don't know the extent of it. We don't really even know we're not even really sure what it is. is no don't say anything. Um but apparently, it's going to be longer. So, hopefully, we'll see her in Orlando um, come April. Uh, moving on, uh, another Darren Young will be out for six months. Uh, I guess it's going to take a little bit long time to make him great again. Uh, he's had a nasty sh- uh, shoulder injury on main event. It was caught on camera. It was pretty nasty. If you're going to look at footage, you're going to look at footage. Uh, but you've been warned. But it would require some surgery. He's had the surgery. Yo. Yeah. I forgot
1: he still worked for the company. Oh, come on. Because once they separated him from um Bob Back. He's when, still with Bob. Okay, he's still with Bob? Because yeah. I for totally forgot. Like they were actually doing something. Like I didn't even think that uh Darren Young was a, a affirmative action recipient for a while. But then, <sighs> you know, he got exiled back to AA Land with Titus O'Neill, who only getting that check. Cause of them AA. <laughs> and now where's Titus now? New Day whooped on him for a couple three weeks in a row, and where's Titus now? Uh, mm? Mm? We'll probably
0: mm. see him in the um the Jobber Battle Royal uh, come in. I mean, it's only he didn't he didn't
1: even make it the entirety of Black History Month. <laughs> hey, hold on now! Like he started at Black History Month. And he didn't finish. We only got a couple days left. He's in the vignettes. I mean? They need
0: black folks for the vignettes. Because the only people allowed to talk about Black History Month are other black folks. Uh, in the WWE's eyes, for whatever reasons. Um, you know, A little bit of positive news. Uh, Finn Balor could be cleared to return soon. The WWE has started to advertise him for events starting in March. And he's been doing a lot of um, recovery videos on the Twitter With the tweets. With the kids. And the hashtags. And, um... Yeah, so he's looking to come back. No news on what he could be doing for Mania. But he'll be back soon. And other good news. Seth Rollins is likely good for WrestleMania. Uh, He had an injury stare with, you know, Samoa Joe. Respect. Um, um, The other week. When he got that beat down by Samoa Joe. Respect. So... Um, he'll probably be back for mania. All good. We'll find out next week. And then also Austin Aries is clear the return. The greatest man ever lived, double A. Uh, we back. Of course, the rumor is that they're gonna probably inject him in a match versus Neville for Mania, which would be dope and actually breathe some life into the cruiserweight division. So um, yeah, so we got a little bad news there. Got some good news, man. You excited for any of these faces coming back, Illo?
1: I really want to see what Finn Balor does. So I think that, you know, of course he was tragically, not tragic, you know, I hate to over over hype the shit, but, you know, he had a fucked up injury. <laughs> so I want him to come back and really get a chance to see what he does. But, you know, they can't, with Seth in a whole different place, they can't really play that angle. Um, so what would be dope is, because um, Seth is, is supposedly on, on the men. But it would have been interesting if, if Finn would have come out as the opponent for Samoa Joe, mm, respect, and totally shook expectation. You know, like damn, I should be, I should take over WWE creative. You know, <laughs> my ideas are just <laughs> man. That was just awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, last little bit of uh, news in the dirt sheets is the best news you'll hear all week. You should already know this because I think it's like two weeks old now, but it's been confirmed lucha underground is coming to netflix seasons one and two of dario's temple will be arriving on netflix in the spring there's not a solid date yet so they're not going to tell you like boom but spring uh this is great of course season three is currently on hold right now because um they're not filming until later in the year and they didn't want to go basically season three is on hold right now because they didn't want to go a solid year between seasons the, the timing for season four filming end up being such a way, like, if, if they season three finished out, it would be about a year wait between seasons, so they want to do that. So, they want to do, like, six six weeks, uh, excuse me, six months between seasons. But in the meantime, yo, Lucha Underground's coming to Netflix. A lot more people can be able to see it, because, you know, who knows where to find El Ray. If you didn't have, iOy, you had to buy the episodes off iTunes. If you weren't buying episodes off iTunes, you're bootlegging on the internet. If you weren't bootlegging off the internet, you weren't watching Lucha Underground. So,
1: that's uh, great. Ella, you can finally see some Lucha Underground. It sounds like a lot of work to see some Lucha Underground. Well, currently, but it's going to be on Netflix now. Oh, on uh, Netflix? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is add it to the queue. All right. You know what I'm saying? I might have to do that because the way you and Chico Leo discussed it, you know, we got to get Chico back in the mix on the road to uh, Slam Bros Mania um, to discuss more Lucha, Lucha and other various aspects of the wrestling for the Slam Bros fans. But yeah, I try to check it out. There might be something to do. Also, last night, well, not last
0: night, but uh, Monday night, did you see The Rock troll of the WWE?
1: <laughs> so. With the CM Punk thing?
0: Yeah, so this week in The Great Adventures of Alberto Del Rio has nothing to do with Alberto Del Rio, but his significant other, Paige. Uh, for whatever reasons, The Rock has teamed up with WWE Studios.
1: Hey, we, we need like some music for this we segment because occurring. El Patron. I mean, he's been on like every episode of Slam, bro. We've been following his adventures. He has to get some music. Some... You know, something up in there.
0: Las aventuras de Alberto El Patron y sus amigos. El, 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 on page. Story of wrestling. So, like, yeah. So, The Rock and Debbie David have teamed up to produce a film about uh, Paige's uh, family. Of course, the legendary Blanche family. Uh, third generation wrestlers. And, um, so he was out there in LA on Monday night to film a scene. They were recreating the night that Paige um, showed up on Raw and captured the title from AJ Lee. I was thinking, this is great, right? Like, why, why hire people to be, like, Stunt doubles when they can pay to be in a movie because they already bought tickets to So rock. wait, AJ Lee was there? AJ Lee wasn't there. Um, they actually got um, what's her face? Uh, I think uh, Ricochet, aka Prince Puma, uh, his girlfriend, um, like um, Trinidad or no, Trin- I'm messing up her name. We'll correct it in the show notes. Um, they got her to play AJ Lee. which don't even look the same. So, but to like. <laughs> To, like, get the... Like, none of these characters look like any of these characters. So, it's this absurd reality where we have actors playing wrestlers and stuntmen playing wrestlers. And we actually have wrestlers that could be playing wrestlers to do these things. So, instead of having wrestlers do the stunt work, they're having, like, stunt... It's ridiculous, all right? So, so they're filming this. And to get the crowd hyped, because, of course, AJ Lee is the wife of CM Punk... um, you know, of course, there was a CM Punk chant that started. start, and Rock's like, hey, you guys want me to call him? I'll call him right now. So Rock, in the middle of the ring, calls up CM Punk, puts him on speaker, puts the speaker to um, uh, the phone. Of course, it goes to voicemail. Uh, CM Punk would playfully tweet back later that night that he was walking his dog. It was his birthday. That's why he didn't pick up the phone. But, like, yo, Vince and allegedly Triple H were both, like, furious. They sent a referee down to you know, um tell Rock to pretty much drop the shit. But at this point, what are you gonna tell The Rock? All right. Every time the Rock shows up, he comes up there and does whatever the hell he wants. Alright? They always send someone out there to tell the Rock to like, chill it. What are you gonna tell the Rock at this day and age? Nah Rock, don't call CM Punk. Don't joke about this. You're hurting our feelings. So um yeah, yeah Rock Rock had a little bit of fun, you know? Like he 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 had fun. Audience had fun. Um Vince McMahon pooped his pants, but whatever.
1: Well, Vince McMahon came out and they did a, you're fired angle.
0: Yeah, it was weird. So like Vince showed up and he just, I guess he just, so basically before rock, uh, before Ross started, rock showed up like, Hey, um, don't leave. Cause we're going to be filming this movie scene at the end of Ross. So don't leave. And then, you know, he ran through a couple of his catchphrases and then Vince McMahon showed up and did his catchphrase. I guess, you know, whatever. So it was uh, all right. I guess it was all right. No. But we gotta go back. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get the way back machine. It's been two weeks since we last saw you. We did uh, elimination chamber predictions, but we're not on that right now. We're going way back to two weeks ago to RAW because we got a lot of stuff happened two weeks ago going RAW that's got to be talked about. It was the night that friendship died. All right.
1: Yeah. It
0: was. It was the night that friendship died. Man, so yo, let's just let's get on it, man. Chris Jericho and his festival of friendship. Uh, probably Oh shit! I, I thought you were about to bust out some kind of poem or something.
1: <laughs> I mean, the way you you said that. It was the night that friendship died. And, and I thought you were gonna go into some shit. Okay. You I was sitting back, Goldberg
0: you know. It was the night that friendship died.
1: Okay, and you know why? Children this were in their beds crying.
0: Mothers and fathers were getting divorced, and they didn't
1: know why. If, if, even more so, you're you're my brother. You're my brother. Okay. And I love you, man. Honestly, I really do. And I'm gonna have your back always. That's never gonna change, okay? Look, I, I'm
0: I'm sorry, okay, Chris. I am because this this isn't what I expected. But uh, you obviously went through a lot of trouble. You did all this for me. And, look, it, it's great, okay? I, it's great. I I love you too, buddy. I love you. <laughs> After seeing all of this, I didn't realize. You'd go all out like this, because I, I got you something too, but it's it's nothing compared to this, but i Can I have it please? I'll give it to you anyway, I mean... Like I said, it's really not much, especially not compared to this, but... It comes from the heart, man.
1: Thanks, Go thanks. Go ahead, open it. Okay. Dude, I can't, I can't... I didn't know you were going to get me anything. I know it's not
0: much, but... It's perfect. A new list! I mean, it's great. I mean, the
1: other list is is getting beat up, and it's, it's getting full. How come my name's on this? No. What is going on? I don't understand this at all. First fat boys has lost break up.
0: There were very few sadness in the world death,
1: taxes, and Jericho and Owens being best friends, and one of them doesn't exist. Anymore. And looked up like a puppy dog. Looked up like a puppy dog. It's like, I feel sad for Jericho, but not really. But I'm so. It's like I'm mad because they're entertaining together, but it's good for Kevin Owens. It's just sad that it's at. Uh, I don't know, man. They, they just haven't built Kevin the right way, in my opinion. <clears throat> so because of that, like they they make they make their heels into these soft punk ass heels versus bad ass heels. And Kevin Owens was a bad ass heel to begin with. And then they made Jericho the crutch. And I think that they handled it wrong. But I love seeing Owens and Jericho together as Jericho. That was great. And their friendship angle was great. The list was like, oh, they were comedy gold together. You know, but I think it's a perfect angle to play into them having a match at Mania and Owens dropping his belt uh, against Goldberg. Because, you know, that's, it makes sense. And that's the thing that WWE rarely does. So fans, DVR write it down, take a picture Cause WWE rarely makes any fucking sense, but they're playing it perfectly. Owens is mad that Jericho got him into the, put his title on the line in his match against Goldberg, in which, of course, if he loses to Goldberg, which is to be expected, then of course he's going to be even more pissed at Jericho, leading to a match at Mania. So let's hope it plays out just like that because you know that'd be great. Uh, it could be. So we'll we'll, we'll touch more on the um... but those pictures from the nose paintings from the oh, celebration of friendship. Were comedy gold. Yo the creation, the creation of, of-, of Kevin. <laughs> Why aren't
0: you wearing any pants? pants? It's art. What you mean? don't need pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. It was classic, yo. Slam bros, I know y'all busted a gut. Cracked a rib laughing at that bullshit. Jericho man. Awesome. It's like, that's a print you
0: see them, like, selling on a t-shirt or at the shop zone at WWE or whatever, right? But now they're broke up, they can't even sell the damn t-shirt anymore, but that shit was genius. Oh, my gosh. That, uh, yeah. Man, it's a damn shame, but it's, it's... That would not have worked without the months of the character work between, between the two. We saw their friendship, they had a chemistry, you know, that betrayal, audiences really felt that betrayal, and it's one of the first times... Where in a long time, we actually saw like a heel beating down somebody. And the audience was actually invested in the beat down. So much so that they weren't just cheering. You'll see, um, what you'll notice now is the ironic cheers and boos. And, you know, gr- uh, gratuitous violence is always cheered. Put someone through a table, you're going to get cheered. Beat someone up with a, uh, a chair, you're going to get cheered, right? But people really like the friendship of, of Kevin and Chris. People like the list. You know, people want to be put on the list, you know, well, Jericho is being beat down. People are like, no, we don't want this. Not like this. We want this because the story makes sense. It's engaging pro wrestling storytelling. But we just don't like to see our, you know, our list makers get beat down and power bombed on the apron.
1: Yeah, I, I think that Jericho is going to come back with the list And he's gonna put Kevin Owens' name on. He's probably gonna be. I don't. Well, he might be there next week. I'm figuring he would be off, but maybe. I think
0: they need to. They need to sell the beatdown, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying like they keep him
1: off just to sell the beatdown, and then shows up at the
0: pay per view and costs Owens the title against
1: Goldberg. Oh, that would be even sweeter. That would be even sweeter. Look at you. Maybe you need to be on my creative writing staff at the WWE. (laughs) Yes. But having cuz I was saying he just comes and just mm. he catches the 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 Goldberg two piece the two move special but mm. and then Mon- and then Monday night raw when he's out there bitching about it Jericho puts him on a list but it'd be even better if he cost him a title and then puts him on the list Yes huh. hmm, very nice It's like a little, adding a little rosemary and sage to the uh predictions here Bowman good job All right. so also that same night the friendship died we had
0: Um, Samoa Joe respect with a pretty intense sit down interview with Michael Cole where he pretty much said I'm nobody's bitch I'm Samoa Joe respect and I do what I want and you best keep my name out your mouth or put respect on it and someone didn't learn that lesson and that someone was Sami Zayn who got his ass kicked by Samoa Joe respect while the whole time Samoa Joe was like,
1: WrestleMania.
0: Sammy might have an opportunity to say it to Joe's face. Yeah, I think someone was listening.
1: Samoa Joe is a great addition to the Monday Night Raw brand. He is an excellent heel. I am loving his incorporation. His presentation thus far has been superb. This is how it should be Samoa Joe the Destroyer kicking asses at the behest of Triple H. It's dopeness, and it's well-played. So, I mean, they got some good things going. They just need, like, a solid... um, They need a solid baby face. <clears throat> because Reigns is whack, and who else is there on Raw now? Rollins is out of the picture for right now. Rollins isn't even really even a solid baby face. He's just yeah. like... Uh, they got Goldberg, but we know what he's going to be doing, so...
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Goldberg is... Arguably the biggest baby face on raw and that itself presents a lot of logical problems and you know um it's just they just they don't do the character work to get audiences truly invested in these these characters where they need to be without the years of like build up I mean characters like Sami Zayn they have that kind of they come in with like. They come in with the little love brought in from their previous careers, and then also their NXT work. But then they come to RAW, and then no more progression gets made. So, Sami Zayn being a, I think a, a perfect first opponent for Samoa Joe, respect, uh, because you know he's got that kind of like no quit attitude. So he he can take a beating and sell it. It worked against uh, Braun. I think it's also going to work against Strowman. And then Sammy himself has a few legitimate victories on his side. So you can see him like, oh, he'll put up a tough fight and make his opponents look good. So, but, outside of that, I mean... And I think also part of the problem is like the reason why we don't have any baby faces because they're all kind of like variations of just dicks and assholes. You know? I mean, Enzo is arguably a sexual predator. You know? (laughs) 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 So,
1: you know, I don't want that guy
0: around my kids. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hide your wife hide your girlfriend hide your kids and whatever
0: oh you know, man so and we're left with goldberg you know and he's goldberg's now 50 i mean he's only got so many spirits and jack Hammers left he can't save the world um so yeah but yo moving on because we're, we're gonna run out of time we got a lot we got like two weeks of wrestling to cover um the, the new day in our holding pattern uh we got ice cream we'll talk more about ice cream but last week uh they wrote some ice cream plans down on a piece of paper which bo dallas promptly destroyed and then they destroyed bo dallas for destroying the ice cream um roman reigns is in a holding pattern with the club for whatever reason the club wanted to fight roman reigns and they did the classic thing where they got disqualified for wrestling too hard um they beat him down braun faced mark henry um, Mark Henry lasted longer than five minutes with Braun, so I guess. But
1: he still lost. We know how this goes. Um, it didn't feel like it. Like the match with Big Show seemed more epic. And uh, the match, yes, the match was Big Show
0: was epic. All right, so let's just, let's just do them both. Hold. On. We'll we'll we want to jump around. Yeah. All right, we'll jump around. So we're not we're going to the future. We're gonna we're gonna fall to this cause and effect style. We're gonna hit the the right bumper and. <laughs> time forward um, to Raw this week. Okay, so the main event this week, it was strange as the sound. Like I was joking on Twitter, all right? I joked, I think during if you're watching live tweets, I wrote something like Big Show main eventing a Raw what is this 2015? Uh, cuz and also the joke is like in 2015 like Big Show and Kane had no business main eventing Raw, but because they were part of the authority, they were like main eventing Raw every week and it was awful. So, um, but really Big Show was Really main and running in that like SmackDown era 2005-2004, Paul Heyman era SmackDown. when It was, it was dope. But we were j- joking because it's like, yo, it's a big show. It's a big show and it's Braun. It's whatever. I thought, you probably thought that it was, this was going to be a match in the middle of Raw. Because they advertised it after the Mark Henry match. They advertised next week was going to be Braun versus Big Show. And I figured, okay, this is going to be the middle of Raw. And they're like, no, this is in the main event. And uh, Illa, they made it feel like a main event if they did, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, definitely. They made it. F- they made this feel like big Five feel, and um, way more big than Sh- a Mark Henry shit. That's what I was like, yeah. Th- and that's the that's the thing about Mark Henry. I think I said it. Um, I think on our first, the secret episode, like one of the unofficial numbered episodes, I was talking like they present Mark Henry differently than they present Big Show. Like there's a little bit more gravitas. Um, held for like Big Show and, and respect. And honestly, yeah, like they'll squash when they send out like Mark Henry. Get squashed. He'll get squashed in a different manner than how like how Big Show will get squashed. Like Mark Henry just kind of gets squashed, but Big Show puts up like a fighting chance. Um, they both still lose. They're so they're both doing that like senior role. You know, old guard wrestler always losing, but uh, Big Show is there's a little bit more elegance. Um, respect gravitas fight in it then you know mark henry normally goes down like a chump except for the one time in 2010 2011 when mark henry when they're actually you know using him to the fullest of his abilities so um that's why it's disappointing because we saw how great mark henry could be mark
1: henry had a great title run
0: that was a short time
1: like yeah you know he got injured and i was hoping they would go back to it but that hall of pain title run was dope and that's whack that they haven't really utilized him in that same fashion. Like since, yeah. And we know that he uh, he can do it. And to yo, say this I have this great Mark Henry uh, angle that would actually it would it would revitalize Mark Henry, the Usos, um, pretty much all the black wrestlers, <clears throat> and some of the uh, minority or the Latino wrestlers. But you know, I'm in no position to get it to WWE to make it happen. But it would be dope. Uh.
0: So, um, but, uh, we digress. We're not selling trade secrets. We're not, we're not going to give that angle away for free. You know, Streets is watching. Not yet. All right. So, um, but like, yeah, so they start off the match. They did the whole big man stare down and then they kind of went into chain wrestling. Um, and one of the, one of the games about Big Show is like people forget the man can wrestle. Like when it, when it's probably all said and done, he'll probably go down as like the greatest big man wrestler to ever wrestle. 'Cause like, yo, big big show can move. He can really do some stuff. So like him and Braun, were it was a mix of like, yo, Big Show knows how to wrestle and can wrestle really good, um, depending on his opponents. And Braun, who is this big guy who is pretty fast, and we don't really know the extent of you know his abilities yet, right? So these these tests we're learning. Each week we've kind of seen Braun progressively grow as a threat, right? So um Shout out to Pause on Twitter because we were kind of going back and forth about the the Roman push and the Bronze push. He was he, he uh, his analysis was that um that we still have two unstoppable characters and that when they lose, like, where do we go from there? Uh, I would argue that the Bronze push is different from the Roman push. The Roman push is he is um, always up against the odds and he needs to overcome the odds, and we're supposed to be sympathetic to Roman's plight because he's always being treated unfairly. And he always has the, the deck of cards stacked way against him all the time. But he ends up in that John Cena situation, old John Cena situation where the deck of cards is always stacked against him. But some way um, he pulls an ace out of his hat and magically recovers and wins the card game every single time. Um, also, Roman's like an asshole. His character is presented as like a jerk. Uh, Braun, we're moving on the classic unstoppable monster push right now where he's a monster. He's squashing people. But the difference is um, Lil' Saul's thing called character development where we're seeing more about Braun week after week. Um, Remember the one week when he remembered he used logic and video replay. This will come in later. He used video replay to get kevin owens in a gotcha situation where he's like hey you promised if i did this you would give me a title shot i did this i want my title shot he challenged owens to his title but using his head he beat up jericho before the match because Braun knows jericho always gets involved in the match take out jericho i'll have a better chance but then roman screwed him over all right this week um we've seen he's wanted more competition And his squash matches have continuously evolved. It started with Ellsworth. Then he started doing two jobbers. Then three jobbers and four jobbers at a time. Then he moved on to Mark Henry. And now he was at Big Show. Big Show was his greatest challenge yet. Each match has gotten progressively longer. Braun has shown more um, abilities within each match. And a little bit more character. So he grows. That's why he's... um, That's why I feel like that's why people in the audience is connecting to him. And that's why I feel like it's going to be so disappointing if he jobs out to Roman at Fastlane. It might not even be a a job out, right? But if it turns into the same Roman always overcomes the odds, it kind of, that would hurt Braun more
1: than it hurts Roman. Like we're trading. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a good match. Because the thing people take away from Roman, Roman does actually do have pretty yeah, good matches. Yeah, he does great matches. Like you know, that. I mean, they just market him wrong and are, are pushing him wrong. But I definitely think Roman's going to get the win. Um, and I don't think Braun is going to be made to look weak. I think there's going to be some kind of shenanigans or there's going to be something where it, it's... Reigns Rain, is going to win by the skin of his teeth. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's where it's like Braun doesn't look bad. He just kind of looks like he had bad luck. You know, and it was just kind of uh, one of the things where the chips fell um bronze way. You know, or you know, Roman Reigns is gonna hit him with the stairs or some shit. That aluminum stairs that somehow are kryptonite to everybody. You know, and he's gonna just do something so much stuff to him where it's like maybe he gets counted out or maybe it's some cheap finish. You know what I mean? But but Roman's gonna get the win because he needs the win. Long story, the big Braun Strowman match was dope.
0: If you don't know when you're going to see it. You can go watch the replay somewhere on the internet. Hulu. Um, they won't be on the WWE Network for like six months. so. But it was dope. Uh, cool test of strength. Feats of strength. Strength, excuse me. Um, just, it just looked good. Uh, Big Show looked good. You know, Braun looked good. Roman looked like Roman. It was um, whatever. Uh, yo, hopping back in the time machine. We're going back last week. And uh, we're going to flip over to SmackDown real quick, uh, because the reveal of last week's SmackDown, of course, has implications for this week's SmackDown, where um, Bray Wyatt had a successful title defense um, against AJ Styles and John Cena. Um, Those guys work well. It was a dope triple threat. The one thing I like about the SmackDown main events is they always let their main events have time. They're always like at least 12 or 15 minutes, and... They do that because, you know, SmackDown doesn't have any overrun, like, you know, at 10 o'clock or, you know, whatever coast you're on. Like, SmackDown's over and you're watching Christie or whatever the hell that USA show is. <laughs>
1: I hey, don't even know who that, that white is guy funny. is, man. The Christies are funny as <laughs> fuck. I'll figure I know, it out one day. I, I don't know who he is I'll exactly, but what, I've seen the show that metrosexual rich motherfucker is funny i'm
0: like that's the thing i'm like I'm, I'm like yo this man he's got his family and they don't seem to give a fuck about him he can't get no respect and i don't know why he has money but he has money he's a white guy so he's, he's i mean there's reasons why a white guy can have some money man but
1: i'll figure speaking out speaking of respect <laughs> Sami Zayn has not learned his lesson in respect no he hasn't all right so hopping in the time machine again boom uh Sami Zayn
0: did not learn to keep a certain name out of his mouth. And he called the devil and the devil showed up. <laughs> Which was hilarious. It wasn't. Samoa Joe, respect, came and beat down Sami Zayn again as he was dancing his way to the ring for his match against Kevin Owens. Side note. Didn't they say that those two would never wrestle again after their match at Battleground? That Technically, this was the final right. final? They didn't wrestle. They did, no, they did wrestle. They They had a match. Kevin won that match. Uh, there was a, uh, ring, a ring, a bell, three count. They won. But Samoa Joe, respect, showed up, uh, beat down Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn cannot keep Samoa Joe's name out of his mouth. Um, I have to learn his lesson about respect. We, we're going to have to show him some examples. We'll have to show him a video of Birdman, uh, Marlo Stanford from The Wire, um, Pusha T, um, Ric Flair, all these people. Show Sami Zayn some videos of these guys. Teach him something about respect. Because apparently he's not giving Samoa Joe respect any. And
1: um, I guess he doesn't care I mean, about his he's life. not giving Samoa Joe any respect or respect. So, I mean, you know, he need to learn <laughs> to put it on Samoa Joe's name. Like, I don't know what Sami Zayn's problem is. Oh, man. So, like, yeah, that. And then
0: also, let's talk about the New Day real quick. All right. So, um, New Day, after being the longest reigning tag champs ever, launching a successful breakfast cereal, Apparently have nothing to do for WrestleMania. I'm just that's me being facetious. Yes, they do have something to do. They were announced as the uh, official host of WrestleMania. It's a little disappointed if you wanted to see them uh, wrestle or being a thing. But I guess this means we'll have uh, booty themed antics throughout the, I'm going to say, 15 hour show that is WrestleMania this year.
1: (laughs) Are you excited for this? I don't give a shit about the New Day as hosts, but I mean, it's going to be more of their typical nonsense, you know, and at least those brothers will get a check, so. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> so, I I mean, maybe they'll have more than one cosplay ep- uh, outfit this year, the giant box of bootios. Um, it's not the Citrus Dome anymore, because we renamed it, it's not the Citrus Dome anymore, but you-, you live in Florida long enough, you're like, yeah, it's Orange Bowl, whatever. Um. If it's not raining bootios in Orlando, I'm gonna be highly disappointed. And they can make it happen. They can make it happen. Also, if the ice cream is not a real product, if they're not like selling like ice cream, like sandwiches, like New Day themed ice cream sandwiches or some ice cream bar come mania, then the WWE has lost out because now they got people ice and They want like booty flavored ice cream. You know, like fifteen thousand people screaming for booty flavored ice cream. This is ridiculous. They got to get that out there. And then, last note about the new day. Um, as we know, uh, our new Russian overlords will be pleased, as they, their segment on Raw was this week. Um, the the ice cream plans were contained on an Apple iPad, uh, but apparently Lana had hacked the iPad and got the plans for the Budio's ice cream. Uh, Biggie made a joke about, hey, you know she's Russian, right? And everyone's like, oh, ho, Russian hackers, hackers everywhere, right? uh New Day got the ice cream plans back and the deleted laptop, uh the, the iPad I was like wait if it's on the iPad like Lana's probably got like Apple Cloud like she just got to get that shit back from the cloud and it'll be you know it's whatever but the funny thing about the Russian comment is the WWE has scrubbed the Russian comment from the U- the the replay footage so Biggie's comment about like yo you know she's russian has been edited from the tapes
1: typical <clears throat> What's, what's up with wwe that? um antics so you know that's to be expected
0: gotta keep you know the president and uh hall of famer happy <laughs> so his russian friends are happy um yo shout outs to the kremlin i'm you know no all all respect to putin all respect <laughs> um you know, anything else of note happened on raw i'm going over the notes um we did that. I think Cesaro uh, and Seamus had a continues. moment. Oh my and, god. Um
1: Kevin Owens. Yes. Has, uh he really thinks he has a shot against Goldberg <sighs> He actually gave a great promo.
0: Yeah. Uh that was that was a good a good promo. Uh we put Kevin Owens uh looking like Kevin Owens the beast again. You know, just uh, looking good. I don't know, like, all the heels don't need to be in suits, you know? They're doing the, they're doing the thing with Samoa Joe Respect where they put him in the suit, make him look like a hitman, but then you also don't need to put, like, Kevin Owens in a suit, too. Uh, I think the authority storyline is played out. It really is. A lot of it, the reason why the authority storyline never really worked is we never understood the motivations of Triple H and Stephanie. They never explicitly said or... Say what they want, so they're just like being dicks for whatever reasons. And, and even Stephanie, right now, she's always just like healing up and trying to manipulate people, but we never know her end game, so that's why it doesn't work. Like, if you want someone who's manipulative, we need to have a hint of what their end game is or some type of history or no, not history, but mystery. It's like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. We know he wants power, like, the exact means of how he's gonna get that power, we're unsure of, but his uh, the way he moves. We watch it, and that is what engages us, because we're like, all right, what's he up to? Stephanie's just out there just being like, I got to put myself over, and if the goal is, I got to put myself over, that's boring storytelling. Like Now, if Stephanie's goal was like, I have personally invested a lot in Kevin Owen's stock on the stock market, so I need him to do well, so that's why I want him in my pocket, because it will make my pocketbook larger, that's a story we can follow and get behind and then the audience has a reason to hate her because like oh you're just being greedy and you're screwing over the other people to you know increase your own personal wealth but they never presented like that they always presented just like Triple H and Stephanie are in the back um, doing things just to do things that are bad and it doesn't really work for Triple H right now because the majority of time we see Triple H is him calling up old wrestlers, making them cry and be like, you're in the Hall of Fame. Or promoting things like diversity in the WWE by doing these big international tournaments and building NXT and like doing old school professional wrestling. So like maybe the biggest baby face right now is Triple H, you know, kayfabe wise. So when he's on TV being a dick, it makes a big contrast from the other. The you know, other dicks that are I've consistently seen. showing up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which all the dicks are off uh, faces like Enzo, who somehow so, b- WWE who is Cass a dildo factor and and
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah because a uh, big Cass and and Enzo Mori somehow pinned Cesaro and Sheamus on Raw and are now the number one contenders for the Raw tag team titles. It's like man, I'm like Cesaro got pinned off like a transition move. I'm pretty sure I saw the light die in Cesaro's eyes last week or this week. (laughs) Let me hit the time machine. I don't even know where we're at right now. I'm pretty sure I saw his soul die a little bit when he took that pin off of that, right? And do you know how bad Enzo is? How bad he was Monday night? When Sheamus kicked his face in, the crowd busted out a thank you, Sheamus chant. What?
1: Enzo made Seamus a face. Well, you know, I mean, <clears throat> Seamus, uh, you know, he's anti Enzo, Enzo in the same way that you are. <laughs>
0: yo, sh- yo, hold on, I gotta get my weekly uh shout outs to Rusev, uh, A.K.A. Handsome Rusev. Now, I love that. That's like his official name now. <laughs> I love that. Lot of yes, Handsome Rusev. <laughs> oh man, Handsome Rusev is um. It's great too because he's Hansel Rusev, but he's got to wear like you know, um, you know, LeBron James, like you know, Cody Rhodes um, face mask. He's got to protect uh, so the centers. Uh
1: I mean, because yeah, Rusev man. such and such, Rusev such and such, got to keep the mug all tight, you know, for his lady, you know, the victim Lana, the Russian, uh, the ravishing Russian, In, uh, victim of Enzo's overtures. <laughs>
0: Like I even mean, like a dude steps your wife butt ass naked and tries to hit on her, man. You only have one job after that, and that's to kick that ass.
1: How am I supposed to be mad at Rusev for that? You are not, and you are correct in your analysis.
0: Alright, so hold on, we got it. before we get out of it, we gotta get back to the time machine. Back to the time machine. Last week's SmackDown at the at the end of the, the, the Bray Wyatt John Cena <laughs> triple threat. Um Randy Orton shows up. 'Cause we're all thinking, we all read those WrestleMania sheets, and it's like, yo, it's supposed to be like Randy Orton versus uh Bray Wyatt for the title. Randy Orton shows up and he's like, Yo, this this Wyatt thing's working out for me. I got some W's. You know, Wyatt, he's my brother. I'm not following my brother. I'm not calling him a real one. Everyone's like, What? So, Brian's like, all right, we're going to do this 10-man battle royal next week on SmackDown. All right, Time Machine once more. Here we are in the present. SmackDown this week. So, they do the 10-man battle royal. Um, We have more hints of what's going on with Mania. John Cena throws out The Miz. And then The Miz, who's eliminated, comes out and throws out John Cena. John Cena, somehow, who's been working the WWE for all these years doesn't understand the rules of a battle royal that even if the miz
1: was eliminated your ass goes over the rope you're out that makes like, no fucking in, sense so but that's <laughs> typical wwe <laughs> logic on full display yeah. that was the dumbest like yeah thing it's like yeah ever ever
0: it's like it's, you know, it's, it's, al- it's always dumb when someone who's been eliminated
1: it, for years. It's always been like, yo, if they've been eliminated, they're eliminated. Like they like, no, they can't. They can't use the same Braun Strowman logic and look at the replay or look at the video on the big monitor. Nah, nah. He he just magically got tossed over by the dude who who was eliminated. We didn't see that. Come on, man. They, no,
0: they all saw. All the refs were there. They're like, nah, Cena, you can't get in this mess. So um, that's setting up. That's setting up the Miz versus Miz and Mars Marcy's Mar- 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 versus uh john and bella um because of course nikki bella had her her falls count anywhere's match with natty um earlier in the night which was which was kind of like a lot of people are mixed on the match it was kind of sloppy they did some spots in the dark where there was no light you really couldn't see them um it was almost like a play set as all the spots where they were gonna be wrestling at conveniently had padded mats and i understand like i don't want to see people like get hurt iron but it kind of takes like you know where they're going where you see the you know the taped off area like oh that's where they're going next um natty once again for the second time throws uh nikki bella into um maurice and uh i guess finally maurice wasn't having it so as nikki bella is about to win her match she shows up in the back with a PVC pipe and starts whooping Bella's ass with the PVC pipe, <laughs> which allows Natty to get the win. But interesting thing about, like, all right, Maurice like, attacking Bella was that Miz comes out and pulls her off and comes to the back, right? Like, he's showing concern for his lady, okay? All these weeks that Nikki Bella has been getting her ass whooped, like, getting, like, almost murdered by Natty, John has just been like, uh, oh, whatever, She's a grown woman. She can handle herself. Like showing no emotion to his lady, man. You know, I'm starting to think that this Mike from the real world might not be that bad a guy. Well, he's better than Cena compared to John Cena. But that's this, like, <laughs> right. So yeah, we're really we're we're on the road, WrestleMania. So we're doing this this uh the Miz family versus John Cena, and then they're gonna begrudgingly. Married John Cena off to Mickey Bella. But, like, Mickey, like, if this is your dude, if he's watching you get your ass whooped, like, I don't know if you really want to, like, hitch this guy. Because he might watch you catch on fire. The house is on fire. He's like, You're a grown woman. I didn't figure out how to come and get you. I figured you smelled smoke, and you know what? The to do. Uh, the total divas, uh, whatever <laughs> that
1: reality show, the clips I've seen show that John Cena don't really like her funky ass anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm with oh, it I'm with man, Natty taking the PVC pipe to any Bella mm-hmm. they can both get it even the one oh. married to uh, Daniel Bryan who's kinda cool I think that's Bree she alright but she can yeah. still check that PVC pipe <laughs> take it to John Cena here too sucker
0: no no time machine still in the present uh, we had Apollo Crews in this match if I have my facts correct Uh, The last uh, African-American to challenge for a major WWE championship was Mark Henry, 2014, against John Cena. Uh, Since then, no black wrestlers have challenged for either the WWE championship, world championship, or universal championship. Uh, Even worse, they don't even get to be in number one contenders matches. So this was the first time since like 2014 that an African-American was in a number one contendership match. So good on them. Uh, Also in the match was Dolph Dolph Ziggler, still doing his Ziggler thing, uh, which was not much. Mojo Rawley was in there because we're making Mojo Rawley a thing now. And then also Callisto because, uh,
1: yeah, Callisto. I need to add uh, Apollo Crews to the affirmative action squad. (laughs) He's he's going right in there with Titus O'Neil uh paulo uh yeah he was and he was out there uh callisto was out
0: there our truth yo so you know you got a problem when like your 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 baby faces are getting booed like callisto got booed in his vignette he got knocked out um luke harper is hot so this pretty much boils down to the end of the battle royal to determine bray wyatt's wrestlemania opponent uh it comes down to aj styles And Luke Harper and they wrestle for a while it's looking good and then they start kind of teetering on the ring ropes and what's pretty much looks like they're supposed to set up some type of spot where both wrestlers hit the floor at the same time only problem was both wrestlers clearly do not hit the floor at the same time Um, Luke Harper kind of gets stuck on the ring and so AJ Styles hits the floor first by like a country mile not even a country mile straight up mile <laughs> It's at first and the story is that they both hit at the same time that's the story but no one in the audience and us viewing it at home is like nah that doesn't really work so all the rest come out there and try and pretend like I don't know I don't know who hit first we can't tell we can't tell and like no we don't have instant replay cause you know we're out of time we can't look at this and or the Braun Strowman it's, logic uh-huh. To so look at these big-ass expensive Yo, TVs you have
1: in the sky. Bring them out. So, Braun
0: Strowman and Alberto Del Rio are the only yeah. fools ever to use replay in a wrestling ring. Like, there was a time in Alberto Del Rio match where a referee pulled out a TV from under the ring and like looked at the replay. It's like, oh, that's what happened. All right, let's restart this bit. All right, but <laughs> did not happen here. And so, next week, there's going to be a singles match between AJ Styles and Luke Harper to determine who's number one contender for... Um, Bray Wyatt's championship at WrestleMania. The All right, whatever. So it's not going to be AJ Styles. It's going to be Luke Harper because this Wyatt story needs to come to a mass. And the portraying logic is, the speculation is, they're doing this so Luke Harper becomes a number one contender. But then Randy's like, you know what? I'm going to use my Rumble thing because I don't want this guy. So you have Randy saying he's going to invoke his rights and privileges as a Royal Rumble winner to defend Bray Wyatt. So the SmackDown main event now becomes a triple main, a triple threat, and I think actually, not a bad, not a bad triple threat. I know you're not hot on Randy Orton, but the prospect of like Randy Orton versus Luke Harper versus Bray Wyatt for the WWE title at Mania is, it gives them a
1: valid excuse to give Luke Harper the title. Also, it's, it's pretty fresh. It's new too. It's a new matchup. It, that's what I'm saying. It's a totally new angle, and it gives them because I missed it. So Randy decided to not fight him at mania yeah okay um it gives him a totally fresh angle and it's logical from a story perspective because luke is pissed at them both but then you and it creates it builds luke's character because both of them will be at bray and randy being on the same side against luke so luke is the underdog and of course he gets fans behind him because fans are already starting to cheer him so if they can do this right they can build him up and he may leave as champ and that's the thing his character right just
0: like you said like Luke's character is he's mad at Randy because Randy has, in his words, uh, stolen his family. His, You know, he's stolen his family. So,
1: like, yeah. But I, I also think that, you know, you have Randy turn on break. Which we've all been expecting, but it hasn't been that, expecting. right? And that's what I'm saying. I think that's the thing that's going to be the twist that gets Luke the win, where Randy's finally like, you know, let me go for the title. Let me go for mine. And then he gets he he loses anyway to Luke, so that would be kind
0: of. I don't I don't think that Luke gets the title at Mania. I mean, as predictable as the the card has been, you know, as soon as Royal Rumble was over and the, the rumors hit, like this adding Luke Harper to the match adds a a bunch of like unpredictability in there. But I don't think they put the belt on Randy. I think they run with like, I think they run with like Wyatt for a while. You know, maybe he gets the cycle like two pay-per-views after mania before he drops the belt to somebody. But, you know, just adding Luke in there, they've done the they've done the background and the work for SmackDown to make this work and actually get people intrigued because when they were doing Randy versus Wyatt after SummerSlam after the Brock Lesnar uh beat down, everyone was everyone kind of rolled their eyes. They kind of like inserting him in the Wyatt's was messy. There's no easy way to put it. It was messy. They didn't really do it that well, but over the months they've they've done the legwork and the character work, to, you know, to actually make like Luke Harper a character again, um, and you know, build this intrigue. So um, we're not using the time machine anymore. We we have to cover something before we get out of here. The Trap House Uso's
1: must must Man. be addressed. Man, that promo was—that was their best promo ever. And it was just them going back and forth. I mean, they, it wasn't like, like yeah, it they was were the they were rapping. I'm like, yo, we about
0: to put them in a battle with Killing Mike okay. and LP right here. they was finishing bars right now.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like that. It, it wasn't like it was the strongest. But I think if they continue to flow like yeah. that, they can get better as a tandem, yeah. and that would be dope. I mean, it was rehearsed, of course. But it, it came across well. That's, for what that's it was. not paranoia. And their passion and their energy. Yeah, what do they say? That's not paranoia. It's the, that's the ooh. Usos. <laughs> so that was awesome. Just to have them run down those fools right. and do their thing. Cause I don't like American Alpha. So
0: yeah. I how have they not realized? Like as soon as the Usos turned heel, everyone started like cheering for them, and like that promo, like everyone's like, "Yo, what is this?" They just let the Usos have a mic, and everyone was, like all excited, man. So. Yo, as soon as I turn Roman heel, it's gonna be a week. Just turn him heel, and, that, and everyone's gonna cheer for him, and your problem solved. Like you've been doing four years, all you had to do is just one week of him being a heel. You'll have you have the problem solved. But they but had
1: now- it solved with um when they had him toss out of of a uh, taker, and I think that's the angle that people are that's, gonna they're yeah. go thinking The question I have is, mm-hmm. what are they gonna do with Strowman for Mania? Who's he gonna be up against? I don't.
0: I don't know. Here's the thing: like Strowman, a lot of people are like yo. After seeing the fight, everyone's like yo, that was a mania. That was a mania copper fight. But that's the thing, right? Like no one was expecting the match to be that good. No one's expecting the match to be that good. So it's it's you know it's that kind of like you know backseat quarterbacking. You know, after the fact, we all were like all right, that would have been a mania match. So I don't know. Like Strowman needs something dope for mania, and um, I I honestly don't know. Like this card is, they have so many dope wrestlers right now you know, clearly with people like the New Day being left off, you know, maybe, maybe they let Strowman win the Andre the Memorial Battle Royal, and even that kind of seems like a shame, given all the, you know, the work he's put in over these last, you know, six, eight months, um, but, uh, yo, back, back to the Usos real quick, because, um, yo, the gear is looking fresh, too, like that, on that day one-ish, um, the bandanas, them just rapping, and now the Usos have personality, and I think I figured out what's up with like American Alpha, why they're so stale. Is they stopped doing the character work with them? Uh, in NXT, uh, Chad and, and and Jordan, they used to have these little backstage vignettes where they would, you know, kind of play off of each other. Um, Jason Jordan, you um, see, he was a little, uh, you know, Chad Gable, he's a little, he's a little strange, you know, he's a little quirky, you know, he's like, like, uh. Jordan is a straight man and Gable was like the quirky man and he was a cheesy too. So they came up with that, that phrase, uh, willing, what was it? Um, Willing. Ready, willing, uh, and strong, Gable. Yeah, ready, willing, and Gable, right? It's, it's cheesy, but you get to it. Have they said that since they've been on SmackDown? They have not. They like Chad Gable doesn't even have his towel, which he would give out to people anymore that said that, right? And I would boo this
1: man <laughs> if that was the <laughs> right? case.
0: Right, but still, like, it's... Move
1: this man.
0: Uh, look, it's something that can connect people with the audience. Like, it's cheesy enough, like, that was... It was the lovable, like, they were the odd cops, you know? Like, you know, it was the weird cop dynamic, but they were just dope at wrestling that they connected. Um, they don't really have that. Right now, all we have is, they're just two guys that are dope as wrestlers. They're just dope. You should like them because they're dope wrestlers, and they're dressing like the Steiners and using the Steiners finish. Like, that does not make
1: a character make. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awesome way to finish the episode.
0: <laughs> we're, we're out of time. We're out of time. The time machine is broken.
1: Yo, Slam Bros. Slam Bros. Check us out at Slam Bros. Pod on the Twitter. You can find Bowman Twelve L. You can find yc Charlie and a Chimp will be returning. Charlie, he suffered. Uh, Or years ago, he had a double aneurysm, so he still has different effects he has to deal with, so it takes him out of the game. But definitely love the support of Charlie and the Champ. Uh, Wish you well, my dude. Um, And definitely, you know, support, listen to Charlie and the Champ. Definitely subscribe, share, comment on these episodes. You know, if you like to, you know, we love the Twitter love. But um, we're trying to build up the Slam Bros thing, so, you know, get the word out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Please reshare episodes, past episodes, whatever. Talk some shit with us. We love it, you know. So, holla at your boys, Slam Bros fam. It's perfect. A new list.